There are two months of the year specially dedicated to black history. November, when we're celebrating the communion of saints, is the time that Catholics dive into our unique history. But we also have the secular celebration in February. Homeschooling mom Lena Brown is here to talk about her family's study of black history. Stay with us. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Lena Brown is a traditional Roman Catholic wife of 13 years to her husband, Robert, and mother of four children ranging from 2 to 13 years old, three of whom are homeschooled. Lena has a BS in psychology with an emphasis in infant and toddler development. She has worked with parents and children from infancy through eighth grade and has been a mentor and teacher for a teen mom program. Lena and her family have shared their homeschooling experiences in media outlets such as the Associated Press, Fox News Live, and the podcast From the Kitchen Table with Rachel Campos Duffy and Sean Duffy. You can connect with Lena Brown on Facebook, and I've got that link in our show notes. It's so nice to have you back, Lena. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about this topic. We've never really done this topic before, so I really appreciate you coming forward to give us a peek into your family's traditions and what's important to you as you're raising your children. Um, if you wouldn't mind just commenting on that. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm blessed to share with you that Black Catholic history is American history and world history as well. You bet. You bet it is. And there's so much to be learned, so many beautiful saints, um, and of course, secular heroes too. But when you approach this topic, what would you say are your goals and priorities as far as what you want your children to take away from the study of Black history? One of my main goals is to show them that there are images in the church that look like them. Oftentimes when we go to Mass, we don't see images that look like us. So I would like for them to know that there are saints that have a history that is just as rich as theirs. Mm, yeah, so good. There is that thing, isn't that, as children, that that we want things that look like us. And, and if we're growing up with people of lots of different races and backgrounds and stuff, then our children have that expectation of belonging in their uniqueness, right? But it's not always the case in terms of neighborhoods or associations or whatever that may be. And sometimes in church, the, the black family looks around and they're the only black family in a big white church, right? That happens yes. a lot. Um, and so it's really important for them to see those images and, and kind of walk through those examples. What have you noticed, just before we leave this topic of goals and priorities, what have you noticed your children are teaching you as they delve into the lives of some of our Catholic heroes? So when my son was about nine years old, we were attending Mass, and right before Mass, he said, there's nobody that looks like me. And it just hit me like a, a big semi truck. And I said, you know what? I haven't taught him that there's anyone that looks like him. Mm -hmm. And so I had to do some research on my own and find out 
who are our Black saints? Do we have any? Do we have any American saints? Do we have any that are on the way to the sainthood? And I learned so much. And that's what I'm hoping to share with you today. Yeah, fantastic. And you know, it makes me think about my friends who are Italian and they love the, all the Italian feasts and saints. Or like I mentioned to you before we started recording, I've always loved the Carmelite saints. There's a particular spirituality there. But this issue of identity, especially now in our culture where our identity is so under attack, to, to root that sense of identity in a place of love and service and God's grace, what yes. an opportunity to draw your children deeper into who they are. Incredible Amen. opportunity. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we move on to kind of what resources and things you like to use. You can talk about their different ages and uh, let's just see what that's looking like for you and your family. Sure. So I have a two-year-old. I have a soon-to-be 11-year-old, a soon-to-be 12-year-old, and a 13-year-old. <laughs> and one of my favorite resources is actually this book right here. I love this book. It's called The Saints of Africa, and it's by Vincent J. O'Malley, CM. And it's a great book because it's organized by their feast day and their geological locations. So if you could see here, they show the date oh. of their feast day and where they're from on the map of Africa. Wow. And I just thought that was so amazing because we can not only celebrate their feast day throughout the year, but we can see where where is that? So we get a little bit of geography, we get a little bit of history, and I just love that. And um, I can read the book. My kids can read the book. Um, I also like uh, uscatholics.org. They have some great information there for Black history. Um, churchpop.com is another one. And I also like Teachers Pay Teachers. They have a lot of free resources a lot of times for Black History Month. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Sure. Yeah. So step us into um, just a little bit. We'll start just with your toddler. What's happening in the earliest days of being exposed to this, these beautiful lives? So one thing that we do with our toddler as she's still understanding how to to be a toddler and to learn and to play, we have some dolls. We have some dolls that look like her. And it's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> she just she just loves it. And I I guess I didn't realize um as I'm rearing my children that how that's just so important that they have someone to play with that looks like them. And it's just the sweetest thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It can start so small, right? Just in that relational place where it's natural for them to start to identify, you know, who they yes. are and how they look, looking, and, and that it's all beautiful. Um, we're just gonna take a quick sponsor break. Uh, we will be right back with Lena Brown. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. 
which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right. We are back with Lena Brown talking about her family's study of Black history. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about the next age group up. Sounds like you're mostly in the preteens with your kids, except you've got one 13-year-old. So tell us, what does it look like there? What are your experiences and what, what are you using? Sure. So I am very simple, very easy. One thing that I did that they absolutely loved and, you know, I thought I wasn't doing much, but I guess I was. I just printed out pictures of saints and put them on the walls of our dining room. And I wrote some little notes on where they're from and why they're saints and kind of some things that they went through. And they took notes like crazy. I couldn't believe it. They absolutely loved it. And I just kept these up during the month of Black Catholic History Month. And it was awesome. It was awesome. So I saved them all and they can reference them at any time. Um, They can add little notes of things that they've learned from the book. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just loved it. I couldn't believe how many notes they took. They even drew pictures. Mm -hmm. So how did you present it? You put them up on the walls and what did you say? Well, first I said, what am I going to do? How am I going (laughs) to get them to be engaged with this? Right. So I looked up some um, saints in the book and then I looked it up on Google and just found some pictures of each of the saints and I printed them out. Um, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, color. Um, but I printed them out and everything that I read in the book, I just wrote some little notes and that was that. I could have done it a little bit more professionally, maybe type it out, but you know, I, I like to keep things very natural, very easy. And so that's pretty much all I did. Mm-hmm. And and it shows them, too, that it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, yes. And also, it made them want to do the same. It wasn't something yes. they couldn't achieve. They started taking their own notes. They sure did. And they took a lot of notes. I should have brought that here to show you, but it was amazing. I couldn't <sighs> believe it. What surprised you about the things they wrote down? That they were really paying attention to the lives of these saints and the adversity that they faced and overcoming that. Some of them were born into slavery, but some of them weren't. And that was just so awesome to see that we have some saints that were wealthy, that were really prominent. Some of them, one of my favorites actually is St. Moses the Black. He was actually a murderer. Yeah. And so like the original Moses. uh, Yes. Yes. So, so, you know, just hearing that and then just hearing that they can become a saint just blew their mind, you know, living as someone that is um, a hermit and how they can touch people's lives without even being around people. Mm. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, just different examples of walking out the uniqueness of each soul. Like um, being black or being white or whatever that means, 
whatever the particular, you know, category we might be in that people might place us in, there's still that incredible variety and uniqueness in each person loved into existence yes. by God, right? To speak yes. a word of his into the world uniquely. Right. And, um, anything in particular like that one of your kids really got inspired about or fired up about that you'd like to share? Um, I would say that my son really took a liking to uh, Blessed Isidore Bakanja here because he kind of looks like my son. Oh. And so, <laughs> wow. and this, this young man was actually um, 18 was, he was baptized and he was a convert and that resonated with me as well. I'm a convert yeah. and um, he's on his way to the sainthood and he was mm. martyred for the faith. And my son thought mm. that was just something that was just, that really just resonated with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What uh, I almost want to know what went through, you know, and maybe you don't know exactly, but kind of what goes through a child's mind when he goes, that young man who looks like me, who's not much older than me, was willing to die for this faith. What is, what I'd love to know just what that said to him as a young man contemplating his own calling. Yeah. I just think that it said to him, that I need to be ready. I need to be ready to give my life for the faith. And you could see the wheels turning in his head. Like, what does that really mean? Am I really ready to do that? And so I hope on his faith journey that he can, he can become to see what that really is and what that really looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like they ask the most amazing questions. Like this has nothing to do with, today's topic, but I remember my little girl once saying to me, Mommy, do we take our voices to heaven? And I thought, mm. wow, I ne never asked that question, never would have thought of it. <laughs> you know, like, uh, did, did you ever get any curveball questions? I think that was the biggest curveball when they asked me if there's anyone that looks like them. Yeah. That was the biggest one. I pondered that for a couple weeks. And I said, what am, what am I teaching my kids? What do I want them to know? What do I want to know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Now, as everybody who's listening has got different backgrounds and all that sort of thing, but um, what do you think is important for all of us in the church to know? I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but your kids are drawing out really precious lessons. You're drawing them out. What's universally important for us as a family? I think it's universally important to know that we are all different and that is okay. There's such a richness in knowing that someone next to me may lead a completely different life. And it's okay to tap into that. And in the same breath, we are all one in Christ. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're all loved so much by him. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I love p when I hear somebody say, oh, I don't go to church. It's full of hypocrites. And I go, yeah, that's true. And, <laughs> and here's one right here, you that's know, right. and I'm not there because I deserve to be there. I'm there because I need to be there. And right. so as much as we all love the idea of being united in the body of Christ, we have problems and we have blind spots. And so I feel like this conversation about these role models of the faith who I think for the most part, Catholics are really into that. 
the variety of them. We just don't know what we don't know. That's right. I completely agree. Yeah. And so somebody like you who's been really intentional, like, huh, what don't I know? What would I like to know? What, I, what would I like my kids to know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and as they mature, the lessons shift a little, right? So They sure do. Yeah. What are you thinking in terms of uh, bringing forward lessons from the lives of the saints as your kids get older? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to each of them having a saint that they can grow close to. And maybe doing a case study, seeing, you know, where they were from and really taking time to do some research on them. I would love for them to do that. I think they would find that very helpful. I think they would find that very enriching for their lives. And I mean, what mother wouldn't want that, you know, just to have their child dedicated to a saint? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I love that practice in a lot of religious orders. Well, they'll, they'll pick a saint for the year. They literally will be all in prayer and there's be like maybe a bowl on the table with saint cards and they just go up and they yes. ask the Holy Spirit <laughs> to guide them, right? And then they'll say, teach me what you know. But part of that is them delving into the history of that saint, being intentional about that. And the other part is a spiritual walk. And so, wow, we could do that for a day, you could do it for a week, you could do a month, you could do a different saint every month if you wanted to and just delve in. It doesn't have to be in November or February, but right. uh, yeah, so this many ways to slice on. it. <laughs> yes, yes, this can go on all year long. You might find that one of these saints has something that you've been struggling with and you see that they beat this adversity. That might be someone that you pray about, that you pray to all year long. Yeah. Yeah. You know who uh, you held up her picture a little while ago? Uh, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Josephine Bakita, is that how you say yes. her name? Yes. But that she was enslaved. She was sold, finally sold to someone who was devout and was kind to her. But she was a forgiving soul. Like this is a person yes. overwhelmed by a corrupt society who is all alone in the world and taken away from all things familiar, she could easily have thought God doesn't love me. That's right. Oof. What do you what do you take from her life that you would like your children to know? Some of her last words were Our Lady, Our Lady. Mm. I think that is just so beautiful. She is the patron saint of Sudan, but she's also the patron saint of slavery and of human trafficking. Wow. You know, and so that's something we can we can really go to her for and ask for her intercession. There's just so much of that going on right now in modern day history. Absolutely. Um, her feast day is February 8th. That's my dad's birthday. <gasps> and that's someone that I continue to pray for. Um, and she's also an incorruptible. Oh, I, I had didn't know no that. idea. I had no idea. I did a little research, and she's an incorruptible. Is she in Italy where she worked? Do you know where she's kept? I don't know where she's kept. Oh, I have to but find that I, out. Yes, I did read that. Um, and so I just thought that was amazing. My kids are all into incorruptibles. So to learn that they have a black saint that's incorruptible, they were like, wow, that can be me. That yes. can be me. That's right. That mm -hmm. can be me. Yeah. That can be a real game changer for a kid. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. So what else have we not touched on? Because I know I'm not asking all the best possible questions, Lena. Oh, but no. just take us anywhere <laughs> you'd like to with stories, examples, or even maybe even questions you still have or things you'd like to challenge your audience to think about. I'd like to just hand over the direction of this conversation entirely to you. Oh, sure. I think that one thing that we can also teach our kids at this time, if you haven't already, is the difference between blessed, venerable, and being canonized. What does that mean? Because there's so many Black saints, but there's also so many on the way to the sainthood right now. Um, there are lots of blessed people, lots of venerables, and they need our prayers. They really need our prayers um, they're on the way to the sainthood, but it's a lengthy and expensive process. And so we're going to need the church's help so that they can be canonized and that so we can ask for their intercession because that's what we need greatly. Yeah. And, and somebody once said to me, and it really stuck with me, when somebody's kind of in the early days of their cause, God is going to create a really like massive outpouring of graces through the intercession of that potential saint in order to move the process along. And, you know, in addition to all of God's designs, right, who is chosen to heal or, or convert or whatever that might be. And so now is the time to identify some of those venerables and servants of God um, or blesseds that especially maybe need a miracle. So maybe we can help each other out here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody in particular you have your eye on as far as the cause that you're rooting for? I do. Actually, Father Tolton, Augustus Tolton here. Oh, yes. Yes. He began to be canonized in 2003, and he could be the first African-American saint yes. if he is um, canonized. And so I know there's so many people right now that are petitioning for that to happen. It's just such a lengthy process. And I also hear that it costs roughly a million dollars to canonize each saint. So we we need those funds. We need those funds, guys. We need mm -hmm. help. Yeah. So maybe, um, I don't know if we'll be able to find this out in time to put it in the show notes because this episode is going to go up pretty quickly. But it'd be nice to know who's in charge of that cause. Like I yes. have a friend who's the driving force behind a particular you know, possible saint who is a servant of God. She's not venerable yet, even though there have been many signs and wonders and devotion is growing and all the things, like it's officially been opened. They've had their opening ceremony, but she's still servant of God. And she said, we need a million dollars. And it's been hard work and it's been years. Yes. Yes. And from a Black perspective, sometimes it feels like um, maybe our Black saints aren't as important or our venerables, our blesseds are not as important. So just to, you know, learn about this time in, in Black history and learn about how much we're fighting for them to be canonized, I think is important. It's an important issue as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about that because I remember how hard my friend Erin fought to get this cause opened, right? And she was, she's, you know, a French saint associated with a major order, the Vincentians. There were, she already had their order. And yet it turned out there were obstacles every step of the way. Yes. Her family, pr- pr- created obstacles, um, but which eventually were opened. And then um, the order itself, you know, it provided really useful things, but it, there were also some obstacles there. There were some that weren't all that excited about her being canonized or whatever. And so every step of the way, there were difficulties. And then you add on top of that, it's an African-American saint. We have mm-hmm. all our issues around that too. Yes. So, so it would be really good for us to know, maybe we can find out where people can send donations for this cause because there's got to be a P.O. box somewhere, right? Where somebody's collecting yes. money f- on behalf of Father Augustine Tolton, uh, who I just read about recently. It's so neat that you're bringing him up. Yes. Um, yeah. What else What else do we need to know about that, about the process or about what the needs are? Please know that our diversity is where we realize our humanity and embracing our difference is what makes us human and our Catholic journey is much more exciting and worthwhile that way. We are, we're, we're all one in Christ. And that's so important to realize we're not so different after all. Yeah. We have different experiences of life because of our differences, right? That it's looking through each other's eyes is really important. Like hearing each other's stories, knowing what Father Augustus went through. You know, so many things that we don't know about the Black experience, whether it's American or European, whether it's modern or whether it's from hundreds of years ago. You're absolutely right. We're one family. We we need to understand that and understand the variety as part of God's plan to be, to learn from, to be nourished by. Yes. And I know there's not many Black Catholics maybe that you see at your local parish, but if you do happen to see us, it's okay to ask us questions. It's okay to welcome us because we want to be there for Jesus. That's why we're there. We're all there for one one purpose. Mm, I love that you said that because there's a, a mixed race family in my parish and at the height of the BLM riots and everything a couple of years ago, I thought to myself, wow, because they have, she was pregnant and I had a toddler. And I was thinking, what are the conversations like around that table? How does it affect these two people walking in love and self-sacrifice together to, to carry their family forward in faith when the, the, the dialogue is turning into a very heated combat, right? That's so far from the heart of Christ in many ways, but is symptomatic of a conversation that really needs to happen. So I was just really feeling for them, but I didn't want to put them on the spot like, oh, I see your black skin, daddy. And I think immediately we have to talk about black issues. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you're saying, yes, it's okay to come up and say hello and and to make somebody go out of your way to make feel someone feel welcome, that that's not going to make them feel like you're being weird. That's what we're that's afraid right. of. We're afraid of that we're being weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And we, we want to be seen. We do want to be welcomed. And it's okay. It's okay to recognize that we're different. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I was really praying for that family. I thought, oof, this must be a challenge right now. And I was loving on them, and they never knew my name or saw my, you know what I mean? Like I would say hi to them (laughs) and to their kids. But um, but yeah, so so to give us all courage to go ahead and be a family and reach out to each other and not be so afraid. That might be a lie of the enemy in our mindset. That's Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep us in misunderstanding and in fear. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts to leave us with, Lena? This has been such a nice opportunity to talk with you about this. You too, Lisa. I would just want to say God bless you. And thank you for having me today and getting to just see a little snippet of my life and how we talk to our kids about Black history and Black Catholic history. I would encourage everyone to look in their area and see... um, you know, any museums that have any exhibits right now, a lot of times they're free during Black History Month. Um, a lot of times you might find that there is actually a Black museum just dedicated to um, Black history. We found one here in Austin, George Washington Carver Museum, and it was wow. amazing. It was absolutely amazing. There was so much rich Black history, Black um, Texas history. And so you might fall upon something that you didn't know about the area that you live in. Mm, Yeah, that's so exciting to think about. You just gave me the holy shivers because that whole history is so interesting. His life was unbelievable, what he went through, what his mother went through. And, um, And I also remember my college essay to get into college later in life when I was reapplying was about Frederick Douglass. And I remember him saying Mm. that it was a terrible burden to have an education because then you had a responsibility (laughs) to like trust, struggle and struggle and open doors for other people. So he he had, it's just wonderful to see these brilliant people, these pathfinders, they had their human moments of, you know, now it's up to me. And so having had doors opened, even though we still have our troubles, having had doors opened by these people to to be able to honor that and to be brave like they were. That's right. And that is the scary (laughs) part sometimes. But once you get over that initial fear, there's so much freedom in in being educated and knowing what's around you. Yeah. Amen. Gosh, Lena Brown, thank you so much for being with us. Everybody can find her on Facebook. I also took some notes, so I'm going to have some of the resources that she recommended in the show notes as well. I've got um, The Saints of Africa, Authors O'Malley, uscatholics.org, churchpop.com, Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, uh, and she can follow up, too, with anything else we've left out. But we'll sure. make sure those are there for you. And everybody, thank you for listening. And once again, Lena, just... Thank you so much, and God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, and uh, Father Augustine Tolton, pray for us. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week with more exciting and interesting homeschooling topics. Uh, Please pray for Lena Brown and her family, too, as they move forward in, in hope and faith as lights in this world. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.